and welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. This is episode 76. I'm your host for the episode, Nick, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Tyler and Glenn. What's going on, guys? I'm going on. Glenn, are you going on? Always. But I don't know if I'm ever going Glenn's on. going on. As much as you are right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm fine. There's a reason okay. I don't touch energy drinks. There's a very, like... Unless I'm out and I'm dancing and I'm taking Jaeger bombs, I don't touch energy drinks. Jaeger bombs are the worst way to take energy drinks. Exactly. So if I'm, I'm going to do it, I might as well do it the worst way and then not do it again for a few months. That's an upper and a downer at the same time. <laughs> that's actually the fair, only reason I stay awake until I get on the night bus and then I fall asleep. <laughs> and uh, you can quote me on the uh, the interwebs. I believe exactly one week ago, I said I was never going to touch these suckers again after... Well, no, I said specifically not to drink two of them ever again, but I definitely had to keep away from those suckers. And uh, right now, in uh, Casual Master Quest episode 76, we're going to witness a documentary about what happens if you overdose on Monster Energy Drink. You're just going to crash so hard, and I'm so excited, baby. Let's Have go. Have you seen that video? Glenn, how's your week been? Oh, great. Uh, just in and out of trying to get out of this lingering crap that I have going on. I was even on and like, oh, wow. Amanda was like, did you not wipe? Sick? Yeah, well, I mean, well, we have had a problem with that recently. Not me specifically, just our dumb pipes because our landlady loves original things. And so even the ceramic pipes from the 50s are not, you don't have to replace them until they are actually broken. And so we've had a lot of problems right. with our with our system getting backed up because there's like roots growing in our pipes and everything. So that's been fun, but also just so finally getting over sickness. If they're dumb pipes, like uh, I guess you'd have to update them to like at least 2012 standards. Do they need like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth at that point? Mm-hmm. Honestly, you throw Bluetooth on anything, and somebody will buy it. It can be on <laughs> the most yeah. mundane thing, and then people will still buy it. Bluetooth pipe. Now you can track the. The amount of whatever flowing through per minute and per hour and get all the statistics bluetooth water bottle how cold's your water <laughs> i'm in actually i'm in on <laughs> the water bottle thing i'm not even joking that would be nice to know because then you know like exactly uh, a thermostat you like it you know i like a my thermostat water at that has like uh what like a, a color sensor thing uh that shows you like how hot is uh your coffee still in the thermostat so if you notice it's getting lower you can you know like oh shoot you know Maybe not. I'm not going to throw this metal thermostat into a microwave and heat it up because that's a great <laughs> idea, but maybe drink it a little bit faster. Yeah. And as Nick in the chat said, and then people hack your pipes and restart the wet bandits reign of terror. This oh is my un- god. This is un- <laughs> but no, bring Joe Pesci oh, back for another, another Home Alone remake, but it's just a remake about them getting out of jail. Return of the Wild. There, there's uh, a, there's my... a Bluetooth mug uh, thing that uh, it's a smart mug, so it comes from with Starbucks? an electronic coaster. Not from Star, like uh, yeah, it's called Ember. Starbucks I think. has one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah they, it's uh, called Ember, you... so it comes yeah. with a coaster and you can set the temperature, and so you can put your mug on and it'll keep it at that temperature. Yep, oh. that's pretty great. It's actually really cool. I mean, even my even my 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 weed vape has a Bluetooth thing where I can change the temperature of the vape from my phone. That's really cool. <laughs> that's. That's nifty as shit, actually. Yeah, that's pretty Like, uh, when I think of uh, advancements in technology and, like, these silly fronts, I think the simplest but most appreciative one is uh, Tile. Uh, I'm, have you guys ever messed with Tile before? Oh, like, is it the one where you, like, hook it onto things and it'll tell you where its location is? Yeah, uh, like a keychain kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah, put yeah. it on my turtle if I had one. You <laughs> just set your turtle free? Or, like... <laughs> 
I think I saw an ad for it. It was like, never lose your turtle again. And it's just like, it's stick. they had it stuck on a turtle shell. Oh, never okay. Lose their I, turtle. Like, I thought this was like a, an this was like an updated thing. quote. If you love it, set it free. If it comes back, it, you know, it loves you. If it doesn't track it down or some <laughs> shit like that. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, just in and out of sickness, Glenn. Oh yeah. It's been kind of junky. Um, the wife has been suffering as well, but obviously it's a little harder for her to say, I want to take time off because she has a real, a real job. I can just say right. I'm not streaming today. You know, like yesterday I was on the tail end of it and I was like, I could stream or I could really just veg today and just not talk and drink a bunch of water. And it really seems to have helped, but like, I'm still, you know, it's, it's never a fever, just always everything else. So, right. um, finally getting better though. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, over my end, my, my week has been uh, a bit of a standstill in terms of uh, anything crazy going on my end. Uh, just prepping up for Christmas, Thanksgiving. It's kind of disgusting knowing that I'm doing <laughs> Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving. It almost feels forbidden in my head anyways, but I want to be ahead of the curve and just get shit done. Well, I mean, because, we're at the uh, point where if you're just trying to get ready and prep for it at this point of the month, I feel like that's okay. But then if you were doing like this just, at, like, the start of the month, I'm like, all right, buddy, calm down. I, I think just the logic is uh, a lot of shit's going to, like, go into the fray with Black Friday and all that stuff that's going to be happening this week. And I know if I try to base my gift ideas off of that kind of stuff, it means I'm going to have to do legit work to actually, you know, fend people off with brooms and all that. And so the idea that I'm just doing it a couple of weeks early, just, well, not even a couple of weeks, a single week early in my head is, you know, just making my life a little bit easier. And, uh, other than that, though, it's been a good standard week. I uh, had a snow squall up here in Michigan, which, uh, essentially just means blind out conditions and all that stuff. It was frightening. Not that bad. I'm a truck driver this season, so I, you know, got through it and it only took Two years of my life away. So yeah, that's been my week. <laughs> it's not it's not a bad trade off, at least you're still you're still here for you know, minus the two years. Right, right. Right. What about you, Nick? Um I've had a stressful week. Um not gonna bore anybody on the details at school, but two things happened. Um there was a point where I learned about specific graduation requirements. Um, and it scared me because it meant that it would throw off all my plans and I wouldn't be able to graduate next semester. But then I learned that it was policy that was, uh, that was instituted last year. And because I joined the program the year before, it doesn't apply to me because I'm basically being grandfathered yeah. into the graduation requirements. So I don't have to worry about it, but it was still a stressful, like 24 hours. Um, and then, uh, what else happened? Oh yeah. There was one course that is the only course in a while that broke me down to the point where now I have uh, a pretty pretty bad neck and back pains. Oh, jeez. And I'm not, like, doing anything physical. Like, the just pure stress, the sheer stress from the course has made me, like, my neck hurt. I can't, like, move my neck properly in either direction. Um, I can't, like, move my arms properly because if I lift them too high, it'll just send, like, twangs of pain down my back and up my neck. Uh, so either I've been sleeping wrong, or purely is just stress, or it's all in my head, kind of like a placebo kind of thing. Um, so the moment school school is done, I'm um, I'm off to a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I was like, because <sighs> uh, you know sometimes my wife also gets stressed out, and you know we don't go to the chiropractor, so I try to do it, 
but she's afraid I'm going to rip her neck off like a you know Mortal Kombat move or something. <laughs> and uh, you know what? 50-50. So you know, I kind of respect <laughs> that. I mean, sometimes you just got to live life on the edge and just take a little bit of a risk. But yeah, no, uh, it's it's nice because our school has a clinic, um, like in the school, and there is a in-clinic chiropractor. And so we get a discount because we're students of the school. So I'm going to be setting up an appointment with them um, sometime next week. This must be like a milk milk situation for me. You were because I thought you were saying Kleenex. Kleenex. And I'm like, Kleenex. Clinic. Clinic. Yeah. yeah, I never heard Kleenex before. Uh, There are certain things that uh, Indians pronounce that I've just carried forward. Like when we say. Oh, um, uh, it's like we live in different countries, so I'm not going to give you shit for it. No, no, I know. It's just, uh, again, these are things that unless people point out that I don't think about. Um, Like when we. Trust me. I understand. <laughs> when we, like, if you're moving, uh, Indians like to use the word shifting, where oh. we're shifting, and it makes sense to me, but to a lot of people, it doesn't make sense, because if you were just talking to, like, you know, like an Indian family, like, just, like, they're from India, but now they're living wherever you are, and they're Look, like, hey, how's it going? Oh, we just shifted here, and we're like, what'd you shift? You know? Look at me. <laughs> or, I'm or they call shifting. sunglasses cooling glasses. Oh. Because, uh, which yeah. makes sense. Checks out. Because semantically, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. Semantically. Yeah, because it keeps uh, your face cool, essentially, to some some part of it. But then... What is the Canadian equivalent uh, term for a garage? A garage? Okay. Uh, I just remember, like, uh, like a, I guess the garages, uh, they call them something else over in Canada. So I wasn't sure. Maybe. Um, uh, before we move on to, the like, the games house? we played. Because the car house. <laughs> before we move on to the games we played, the one last thing that I can think of... Um, that I just thought of, but then I forgot immediately. So that's not fun. Um, ah, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No, I, the trunk of a car um, in India. And I think this was British slang as well. We call them we call them dickies. <laughs> Those are pants. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. It, All I it, think of when I think of dickies is the brand dickies, which normally make pants. Fair. Just that's because I'm remembering it now and I'm going to forget it in like 30 seconds. Uh, I said... I was confused by British terms and, uh, with uh, Pokemon last week. I know we'll talk about it later. One of the terms I na- uh, named off was, I think, like uh, Dickwag or something like that. And it's like, I saw it again. Sonia said it. It's called the Chinwag. And that messed with me because I have no idea what the fuck a Chinwag is. Is it like disapproval? Uh, chin- What's up? Is it like disapproval? Like a look of disapproval? Hello, no, Governor. A, a Chinwag is a, chin a chat. Wag with me. It's oh. a chat. It's a long uh, and pleasant conversation between friends. A chin wag. <laughs> well, good thing I wasn't having a chin wag with her because her and I are not friends. She's very assumptive. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so we are a video game podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We're having chin wags, Glenn. <laughs> um, let's start off with uh, you, Tyler. What? Uh, we'll put aside Pokemon because we're going to talk about that. Have you been playing anything else apart from Pokemon? You know, I would like to say yes but that would be that would be a lie a no lie. I, played I oh i can tell you one other game i played if you really want to know but i'm not sure if i should say it you're the host i'll give you the go ahead i don't know just tell me what game you've been playing cool so it starts off with uh there was an ask me anything on reddit and the you know i'm looking at it, i was like okay let me ask people in name questions 
And there's uh, one where uh, from uh, all the people over on Nataku, which is uh, a popular website playing adult uh, Flash and other hentai games. And so I got to play a game called Fap CEO. It was uh, some kind of clicker game. Fap. Yep. And in I was- Tyler, I am livid. In this whole in this month of November, the holy month of No Not November, you played a game known as Fap CEO. What's what do you fap? have to say for funny. yourself? <laughs> It was like going into a movie theater on Christmas Day. Gross. <laughs> like, like uh, the, the servers were completely empty. So it's always at work. No, no, no. Oh, because you're the CEO. Yeah. Maybe the <laughs> boss, the CEO but my God, just lives lead by example. <laughs> he was definitely leading is that by a, example. Is that a work environment that he things. wants to see happening? He's just walking out of there. Oh, how's it going, Karen? You enjoying that? You know, like... What the hell? Sorry, it feels a little like odd. If, it, it, no, it is. Uh, if you have to play HR in Fat CEO, I feel like that would be worse than Dark Souls. You'd have a fucking with field day. Suits. Yeah. Just paperwork for like, days. Uh, yeah, I mean, I played it just because, A, I was bored. And, like, they were talking about how they wanted to put $10 million or something like that into uh, improving, like, uh, site, uh, game developments for their website. And I'm like... What's, you know, what fucking games do they have? And I click, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I, I clicked the first game I saw, and I was like, well, cool, numbers are going up. Oh, I got an email from my sex sec. Oh, my God. Uh, and it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> His it's, secretary, it's, folks. That's what he meant to say. His secretary. I said, se- uh, well, okay, I heard the, the secretary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, secretary. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, Nuttaku, if you want uh, to... You want to get your nut on, folks. Is that Kotaku? But, okay, got it. I'm there. Uh, Like, otaku is stuff you're nutting, I guess. Uh, So, it's an interesting website. Their main bragging point is, we can download uh, games right off of, uh, onto your phone. Like, one of the quotes from the CEO is, think of us like the uh, the steam of the uh, adult game, you know, uh, nationwide or some shit like that. It's like, Cool. That, that, that's, that's fair. Anyways, nice. um, I'm closing that floodgate if I can. Alright. Uh, Glenn, t- tell me about the some of the other games you've been playing. Into the ground. The terrifying floodgate it is. Um, I've been playing uh, Modern Warfare. I haven't oh, yeah? played Modern Warfare or any of the Call of Duty games since like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which ironically enough just recently got a remaster, and then they released Modern uh-huh. Warfare, which was technically the predecessor to Modern Warfare 2 originally, but is not a remake. <laughs> My brain. But it was one of those things where when I got the Switch, I got it used the day after it came out. <laughs> Ready for that. Used the day after it came out. But right. it's uh, it's fun. It's a good game. Um, I just need to play it more. And then also, uh, finally getting to do some interesting things in WoW. Uh, getting to do Nixia, Molten Core. I haven't done Molten Core yet. Um, and I've done every dungeon at least once. Uh, but trying right. to grind for money to get my epic mount. I've got about 700 gold, so I'm just close-ish. Close-ish to the Are end. In there? But I just realized that the 100 gold's for the 60% mount, isn't it? Yeah, it's 900 oh. for the other one. Oh, man. So just for the extra 40% movement speed, you gotta... Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're Why a paladin, I, I, all I, you gotta do is get some Stratholm holy water. <laughs> Sorry. Also, because they also get a free mount at level at level 40. They're, oh, you're a I paladin? Know, Tyler, this sounds, like, free mount. This sounds like a little bit of uh, class envy, Tyler. What do you think? I mean, I if I 
really, really was going to play uh, World of Warcraft back in the day, I would have gone Paladin too. Problem mage. is, though, the mage, if I knew all the crap that goes on. Paladins were technically a newer class, if you will, uh, compared to the rest of them, like pre-development and all that. Yeah, Paladins get all the cool shit for free, pretty much, but they're shit at every class. Well, but so. the thing about it is, is I've watched a Paladin solo a boss, because they can heal themselves, wear plate armor, and deal shit tons of damage depending on what they want to do. So their flexibility is insane, especially now that they've had time to kind of hone the class, but like, right. man... But and also I going on now, that. yeah, go, they just released PvP, and so the world, depending on the server you're in, is real rough. I think right now it's 65-35 in favor of the Horde, as far as population goes on my server. And so, questing mm -hmm. is actually impossible. For the most part, the Horde are camping every single boat spot, every single flight path, every single village. They can, they've got somebody there fucking it up. They've even in invaded Ironforge and Stormwind multiple times. And just, like, sit there, and they just even killing the train in Tinkertown. So, like, sometimes you literally just have to be in Ironforge. I need to go to Kalimdor. I have to pay a gold to have a, you know, priest port me, or a, a mage port me over there and hope that nobody's yeah. camping the flight path in Darnassus. It's happened before. So, it's, uh, it's a little hard to quest right now, but, uh, it's fine. <laughs> Glenn, I, I will pause Pokemon and everything if you want. I'm just saying. You're putting your toe right into the deep end, but if you want to go to the kiddie pool and splash the water with me over in retail. In retail? I mean, splash in the kiddie pool? This is so hard! Let's go to the kiddie pool. <laughs> I, I mean, let's be real. Classic is the deep end. This is, you know, the hardcore, you know, straight yeah. nitty-gritty stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna really walk in with your little uh, floaty things, and that bully comes up and pops and going, yeah, yeah. And you just yep. get shoved in, and then, you know, Anixia just dunks you right in the pool. <laughs> or, you can go with, uh, you know, the little water noodles, the uh, the easy fill squirt guns, you know, we're just gonna have a good time well, you don't even here. need the you don't even need the floaties, you know? The, the water's not even deep enough for you to go underneath it. But, you know, just in but case. It, it makes you feel safe, yeah. yeah, just in case. I mean, once if you tried to do a backflip, and then you smash your head against the bottom, then you get stuck. It's like... Well Honestly, I think more than going to retail, I would rather make a new character on a PvE server in Classic. Yes. That would be I, a lot I'm, more interesting to me. Yeah, a big brain right there. Look at you, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's good. I like WoW. It's it's a really, really fun game. Uh, getting It's so funny how people start to gain reputation on your server. So when I see somebody from a certain guild or somebody that I've run with before, I have preconceived notions. I've never met these people, but I'm like, ah, oh, that fucker, he left us at the boss and, you know, Stratton undead because he had to go. And I was like, dude, it takes two minutes to kill Baron Rivendell. And he was just like, no, man, I gotta go. Took us two hours to get here because you're dumbass. You were a bad healer. Anyway, so like people gain reps, and I wonder what people think of me. So like, I don't know. It's fun. I like the game. I'll leave it. Oh uh, man, I'm trying to think. Uh, I know my wife's gonna beat me to it, but maybe uh, when you guys uh, can beat her to it. Uh, I believe it's from the movie Mean Girls, where they have a book, like a shit list of sorts, uh, for people. Oh, oh, what is that called? It does do you know I what just, I'm talking about? Or? I mean, I watched that movie pretty significantly because it came out when i was high school my name is glenn so amanda beat like, us to it it's called Coco! the burn book the burn book God, so i was just imagining like uh there's like a, a server-wide burn book that people can like add to oh uh, you ninja something on a nixia they're just gonna say fuck them you know like yeah yeah it had plus two agility even though i had plus eight strength and he still needed it over me 
the rogue. Huh. MCOC, that's hate. all that matters if you're on a raid, you know? And what that means is, you know what that means, right? No. NCO? MCOC. Or MSOS. MSOS. MS is greater than OS. It's just anytime they post the thing, it'll be MS with the greater than symbol, the alligator eating the MS. And that's how I remember it. Math. Um, and Main? Yeah, it's main, main spec off. over off spec. So yeah, like, a, you know, if you're a paladin who sometimes DPSs, but you're a melee paladin that heals with a shield, that's main spec. So like there was a an Anixia run where this guy was like, no, but that thing... It's a really good offhand weapon. I could use that. They're like, dude, that's your off spec. You are a main spec paladin with a he- with a shield. You don't get to choose to roll on that. So I right, that. I'm gonna pull up my alternative weapon, the rattler. I'm gonna cry about it. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> I saw uh the, the orange weapon. And of rag. Uh, sulfurous. Yeah, I yeah, saw somebody with sulfurous the other day. Oh were my they alliance god. or were they horde? They were Alliance, and they stole my fucking rich Thorium vein. And I was like, seriously, dude? I inspected him. He had everything best in slot. All, like, all raid gear. And if it wasn't raid gear, it was best in slot, you know, Fury Warrior stuff. And I was like, and then you take my rich Thorium vein? I've gotten one arcane crystal, you asshat. Let me at least hit it. So, anyway. We got an Eye of Shadow. I can't complain. It's a public or the whoever gets to it first gets it i was standing next to it fighting an ad and it was obvious that i was placing myself next to it on purpose so the 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 good thing to do the courteous thing if it's another alliance member is to hit it once and then leave it so that they can hit it once because it's obvious that they wouldn't be positioning themselves there if they weren't also looking for it that's the courtesy doesn't exist online Listen, I watched it. It's unfortunate. I'm not about to tell you to like get good or anything, but then that's just like, it's, it's a frustrating reality. Yeah. (laughs) It's like courtesy and Shively don't exist. Yeah. It's okay. I did strat live last night and I won the rolls on three of the righteous orbs. So I couldn't get too mad. Those are pretty expensive, uh, especially because I'm pretty sure you need those for the uh, crusader buff. Yep. It's only two and I've got four now, so I can get, I can put the mats down for me and my tanks enchantments for whenever we get our BIS weapons. Nice. So so the crazy thing about that in retail anyways is uh, that's a crazy good buff that I believe it doesn't actually have a level limit on what level weapon you put it on. Oh. So the uh, the idea was uh, if you were to buy uh, what was called a heirloom gear, which is something that scaled up with you by level. So let's say level 1 through 60 will be whatever level you are. You would take what is a level 55, 60 buff and put it on a level one weapon that would go up with you and you would just nuke all sorts kind of damage at level one. Huh. And it was glorious. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Problem is, though, it since it's a vanilla spell or uh, enchantment, uh, it was hard to find somebody that had it. Oh. And so... Uh, not to mention, getting the Crusader orbs were ungodly expensive for somebody who just started. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm not sure how much they are nowadays, but to me, they were like 25 gold apiece. Yeah, it's server they, they server, were. and I think right now they're about 30 on my server to each, So, which is really okay. tempting to sell them because I want my epic mount, and I'm only 250 gold away. <laughs> and that, if I sold all four of them, that's 160 gold. I'm less than 100 away, but I'm like, save it, save it, just save it. <laughs> Nick's well, doing the hardcore nod, like, too. I understand everything that's going on right here, yep. Mm. I understand most things. I was watching one of my favorite streamers grind out to get the Hand of Rag, and it was, like, a server, like, his guild-wide effort to make him get, like, server-first Hand of Rag. And so, looking at prices, I think they were selling, uh, at one point, Devil Source leather, 
Um, and so he was just farming that area, Angoro, I guess it's called. Ugh. Yeah, um, Angoro Crater. Mm-hmm. But then he'd have like people roll with him so that they could just fuck up any alliance that walked through the area because they're like, no, it's my He's a horde? Spot. Yeah. Oh, good. Another horde player that camps things like Devil Sars. What a classy dude. Yeah, I mean, how dare he put the opposite faction that I picked? Sorry. They should only have one. I want to play no, I understand the frustration. Faction, don't, alliance. Don't, don't worry. I want to play frustration real bad. I no. get, I get petty like that. I think I can't remember. I think it was the mining story. Um, and then it reminded me of in Destiny where. Uh, before it used to be in PvP, you'd have to pick up heavy ammo, and you'd only get it. And I was yes. waiting. I was Wait, waiting there like for three anymore? seconds. Uh, now, like, if you're in the area, your whole team gets it, but you have, like, six seconds to get to it. They up- changed it a little bit. But anyways, Whoa. I was waiting the area, trying to pick it up, and then a fucking Titan comes and on my team, she uh, shoulder bashes me out of the way just as it spawned, and he picked it up. And he was running, like, uh, a linear fusion rifle, which is just, like, a heavy sniper rifle, and it just yeah, one-shots. No. Um, I stood in front of him the entire time. He wasted <laughs> all of his shots. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I yeah. just, I'm such an old Destiny player. Like, we I lost the game, since, but I don't care. I haven't played since the Forsaken <coughs> right. expansion on Destiny 2. No. But, like, I loved, I still, like, when my favorite heavy weapon was Galahorn, man. I love that yeah. weapon. And I feel people. like this speaks a lot of your character in both a good and bad way, Nickel. Uh, Who's that? A, as, who? Huh? Who? Did I say it wrong this time? No, you, you said my name. I'm not used to that. Oh. Unless you're in trouble. I mean, you can call me whatever you want. I, don't, I, don't, I was just messing with you. I'm okay. All right, it's George. funny because I, I I used to I usually say nickel, uh, but then I said uh, finally for the first time in my entire life I said it like you told me to pronounce it nickel, and uh, I just think of a dot of a little yeah half the coin yeah it's it's nickel, but then most. Most people who are not used to pronouncing Indian names put too much emphasis on the H and like the ch, or like Nikhil. Starts sounding like, no, it's like not that. Jewish. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sounds very it's, it's like Arabic as well. Like it's just something that it mixes in, and I'm like, yeah. just relax, calm down. It, it's not that glottal. It's not it's just like you know, just it's easy. It's like just an airiness. Can you say yeah, it just, just like you intentionally drink milk so you can develop a little phlegm in the back? Yeah, it's Nikhil. just uh, Nikhil. Nikhil. Yeah, but just again, well, like just well, to make it easier, fine. just Nick I'm or like and he's the dime. Are dime. you happy? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Can I be half dollar? Oh, I'm so yeah. sad. Anyways, Tyler, you were saying speaks a lot of a, uh, of your character, uh, Nick. Uh, <laughs> dodge that bullet. Dodge. Uh, so we uh, all universally know that uh, at times, depending on the situation, uh, you can get petty, but at the same time, you have such a vindictive sense of justice to right a wrong on your own terms that, like, in video games, it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't I, care. I love it when you're like, I'll just I'm, track I'm fucking down. doing it. This- yep. It's the same way when I, it's, like, it's like when I'm driving and somebody cuts into my lane with not enough space and no indicator, um, I will do my best to get around in front of them and then slow down to do 20 the below the speed limit. Mm-hmm. And then the moment they change lane and try to speed up, I'll go faster than them. Yep. Mm. I feel that. Uh, most, of the, <laughs> most of the time I get screwed over, I'm, the tr- I'm in the truck, so I legally can't say what I think I want to do. So, right, and uh, I, I, uh, that's another thing. I, I don't fuck with trucks because A, my car is tiny and they'll fuck me over. B, uh, they don't have many brakes and they're also, they take a lot longer to stop. So I put at least seven cars before I cut into the lane in front of a truck. I mean, we technically have eight 
times more breaks than a car does. It's just uh, on a ratio. Sorry, yeah, it's just the, it's just the uh, weight on a ratio. We are way heavier on our mm. brakes than anybody else. Uh, it's the weight, not yes, the number of right. brakes. Yeah. Uh, I wish everybody thought that. I, I were entirely veering off, but if there's one thing that boggles my mind is when it's a bad night, people would rather be in front of me than behind me. And I, I like I understand the logic is maybe they want increased invis uh, invisibility. They want greater invisibility so they can attack with advantage without you know losing the spell effect. But I, uh, they want to be able to see because I kick up spray or something. Yep. But at the same time, if you're gonna get right in front of me and then slow down, you realize that if I can't stop in time, you're gonna have much more than just visibility because you're gonna see the hell out of my headlights going into your bumper kind of situation. And it's like. What can more you like tell? Your, more like in your back yeah. seat. <laughs> so, on on with me, um, on apart from Pokemon, I've been playing Town of Salem. I played a little bit. I didn't play a lot. Um, my group that I usually play Deceit with, we got tired of Deceit because it just turned us into like a toxic like group. Like we just hated each other, and so we like Deceit comes and goes in phases because it's the game's about lying and like blaming each other and like figuring out who's who. And Town of Salem is like that, but not to that extent because you do it mostly through text. Because we even have a rule. No, even, say, even did you text or talk? Uh, like a mixture of the two, like our rules, same thing with deceit, because we're all in Discord. If somebody dies, the moment you're dead, you're not allowed to speak. So the same thing in Town of Salem. The moment you die, you just don't say anything, and you just stick to the chat. Um, so that way we avoid as much metagaming as possible, unless, you know, it's one of those rounds where we know that the three of us in, like, the group of ten we were last night are, like, all mafia. Um, and so we'll just metagame the shit out of it and screw our friends over. So we'll do fun things like that. For the most part, though, the rule is if you're dead, you don't speak. Just not to, like, give the fun away too much. Um, right. and, and But it was interesting hearing a few, because I think about half the group had never played Town of Salem before. So it was just a shit show from the start in terms of, like, who's doing what. And the people who knew how to play just finessed the shit out of everybody and just ended up winning the game each round. But it was a fun time. We were just going through, like, a new game. And I think the next one they want to pick up is uh, Throne of Lies, um, which is like Deceit in Town okay. of Salem, but it's like an RPG mm. version, kind of. It's like it's more like nuanced and like the political systems, so it's very it's mm. interesting. Um, like uh, the whole thing that stemmed from like uh, well, first off, Glenn, have you ever played Town of Salem? No, I played Mafia uh, do you with have cards in my living room. Okay, so you know you got the general idea what you know. Yeah, it is. or uh, that uh, Spyfall is a good one, good party game. Sure, it's they play uh, it on a, a YouTube channel I watch, but it's basically. There's a spy. They have to guess a location, but you have to ask each other questions, not knowing who the spy is. And they have to deduce based on your questions, but also ask questions that don't give them away as the spy, as they try and figure out what the location is based on your questions and answers. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, does the name of this game sound familiar to either of you, called Space Station 13? No. Negative. Okay. Uh, it, like, before I ever discovered, you know, Mafia or Town of Salem or anything like that with the, the whodunit, you know, who's a good guy, who's a bad gang game, there's a game called Space Station 13 that I tried playing. The problem is, though, it's a similar mindset where each, you know, person that joins the server is given a role as they perform their opportunities, or, uh, their, you know, their responsibilities. Thank you to me for correcting myself. Uh, You're welcome. The, the problem is, though, joining it was janky as fuck. Like, if you thought Deceit was bad in terms of getting stuff set up, like, uh, this was running off of its own X-File kind of bad. And okay. 
just joining a separate server and again thrown on to this like 8-bit style thing where you're walking along a space station trying to do stuff and you, you tried to role play it out and like watching people play it was wonderful but playing it by itself was god awful mm -hmm. anyways i just want to give a shout out to that game before i put it into yeah. the dirt for the rest of its days anyways all right so we're finally going to move on to pokemon uh we've all had a little oh, bit more time with pokemon um let's try not to go too overboard with it um so only an hour and a half this time <laughs> overboard with what um so who wants to how how's everybody how are you guys feeling about pokemon now after a week with it or so I'm about 24 hours in. I'm actually about the same. Really? Yeah. I haven't touched it since... <laughs> what is it? We're recording on a Saturday. This comes out on a Monday. So for those of you listening, I haven't touched Pokemon in a week. That's deeply concerning, considering I'm pretty sure I played with you throughout the week, Nick. No, it was, was it during the weekend I played with you? Huh? Uh, yeah, it might have been. Uh, I think it was uh, last week following recording. Glenn, how long have you put in Pokemon? Just 35 hours. Nice. Oh. Uh, I forgot yesterday part of what I did to kind of help myself relax. I woke up at like 8 or 9. I technically woke up at 5.45 and then went, no, nah, I'm not going to the gym because I still feel a bit junky. But junky. And then I went to sleep until about 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then I turned this on and I had an edible. And it lasted for a really long time. <laughs> and I just played... Pokemon from nine in the morning until about seven or eight o'clock right. at night to a point where I literally like the bat the charge went bad and I was like I can find an outlet and then I realized that the 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 uh, the charger for the uh, the controller that you Switch. guys got me yeah oh, that, the that, yeah that CMQ was or sorry Tyler was so kind to uh, help me get uh, I uh, yeah same charger so I was able to just like lay on the couch and just like. I moved to pee and eat and <laughs> play this game. It nice. even got to a point where I like let it lean up against my legs and I pulled the controller out anyway. <laughs> but nice. So, so how are you feeling hours. about the game? I love it. I love yep. it. Um, just completed Good. that village that doesn't have Dynamaxing. Um, oh, okay. Spike month. Spike month. Yeah, that was interesting. And I just came back to Hammerlock and I'm supposed to challenge the dragon guy. But we'll see what happens. Rhyhorn. It does. It definitely feels like I think one thing I do miss a little bit is a little bit of what I've got. I got in some of the later areas, but the early ones, aside from the wild area, were just kind of like walk this road. You go to this place. Done. You know, like the the mushroom town. There was like little yeah. to nothing in that area was... except for one area where you were looking for stuff. And I was like, I miss like wandering through places. I miss not being able to see every turn. Um because you just that's go what I was, through it so fast. That's what I was thinking as well, going through the game. I'm like, this is disappointing in terms of size. Except for yeah. the cities. This is the story of the size. Um, putting aside Spike Month. Um, the size of the area is outside of the wild area. And there's the one route from, mm -hmm. I think it's going south on Route 9. I think it is, where you have to go through the water area. Yeah, that um, was gonna, I was going to say, was, that one felt that larger. Was, yeah, that was like, this is how it used to be. Yeah. Right? Oh my god, um, I gotta go and take this other turn to go get yeah. this Pokeball thing I see. I don't know what it's gonna be, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a little bit disappointing, and Spike Mud just seemed lazy. Um, Spike Mud, I think, had so much potential uh, for, like, yeah. because I really like the aesthetic and like, the neon, yeah. mm -hmm. but then it just seemed lazy. Also, the yeah. Mushroom Town, whatever the name of that village was. Uh, Ballon, Hopefully there's more to Ballon do there. Lea. 
Yeah, like it, like it, the you idea of Bell and like was so like, cool. Like it was like, so tight. Uh, bioluminescence and, like, and everything. It was like three houses, and that's it. You just go around yeah. once, find a thing, and then you just go challenge the gym leader. Yeah. Uh, before we continue too far into this, yeah. should we like set a point of like what we can or can't talk about? Because I want to like pretty much set it to. Uh, like everything, like to me in my head, I just want to talk about anything up to whoever you know played the least uh, in terms of story and whatnot. That's fair. Which would I be think Glenn. that's fair. I, so I think that's you, Glenn. Who yeah. has, whoever's um, played through the least amount of story, despite the fact that I have eleven hours more gameplay. <laughs> I mean, you're just exploring. Yes. You're doing your thing, but yeah. So basically, now you're at the point where you have to get back to Motostoke, correct? Yeah, I. Uh, I'm going back to Hammerlock. I thought. Motos- Sorry, yeah, Hammerlock, yeah, that's the that's Yeah, I, yeah. I'm literally, like, I just loaded in, I'm standing in front of the thing, and I'm just okay. gonna go and challenge That's Kaju, guy. Nick, get it together. Yeah, no, it's, isn't it Kabu? Whatever, Nick, get it together. <laughs> so, okay, um, I Tyler... I read the four letters, right? Yeah, no, Tyler, how's, how's the game been for you? Right, Nick, yell? Yeah. What? How's the game been for you? Uh, well, for story reference, I'm currently at the point where, uh, I have all eight of the badges... Uh, and I've done all the stuff that leads me right up to actually challenging the champion himself. Like, everything. Uh, Nick, that makes sense to you. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, though, I kind of wanted to do what I really like the most, and that's going on raids and then getting a bunch of candies. Great. Because I, uh, uh, the Dynamax battles, the, uh, the Dens. Oh, if you yeah. Call that. Just go to the wild area and do Dynamaxes. Right. And uh, I just call them raids because, you know, you group up with people and uh, you take down giant Pokemon. Question for you guys, since you're further into the game. You're... Uh, there, the Dynamaxing, you know that the, the raid is there when it shoots the light up. Yes? Correct. Now, yeah. I've only seen two colors of the different Dynamax yeah. raids. Are there more than two? No. So the red one is like no. a normal Dynamax. And then the purple one is a max raid battle. So it's uh, okay. it's a chance for a, a stronger Pokemon to appear, and also for a Pokemon to have its uh, Gigantamax form. So there are oh. different so, so certain Pokemon have exclusive. Uh, a, a lot of it you're seeing with the gym leaders. A lot of the gym leaders, their uh, Dynamax form for their like keep main Pokemon. Those are the Gigantamax forms. So only certain Pokemon have Gigantamax forms. That makes sense to me because up until like a few days ago, I was kind of confused because I was like, well, I can Dynamax my Dreadmaw, but whenever I, or Dreadnaw, uh, but when I go into the uh, Den battle against Dreadnaw, it has a much cooler bipedal form. And it's like, why can't, like, mine just turns into Big Mama. This guy yeah. suddenly, you know, but that makes sense. There's a difference between Dynamaxing and then guy uh, Gigantamaxing. And honestly, I thought oh. initially it was event Pokemon only, but huh. it makes sense that uh, you can get the Gigantamaxing form with the special Death Swirl uh, Calamity Ganon yeah, I got the or whatever you want to call it. One. I've even found them with the uh, Red Beams too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I found That's them with cool. Red Beams too. How do you know if they I think can it's just a Dynamax chance. even if they don't yeah, what have he the said. source of power? Um, wait, could you repeat that question? Uh, you know, like you just said that, like there's there an like, icon it's or like something. It's like his crocnar or whatever. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Or, what is it called? Whatever it is. My, my, my crocnar. Not crocnar. The uh, <laughs> the snapping turtle. Oh, crocnar. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the one. second evolution of so, the second generation water starter. Toodle. Yep. It made an. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
No, so like his, when he made it big, does not change form, but there is a version that does do that. How do you know when you're catching it that it will be able to have that different form? I think you can only catch the Gigantamax Pokemons in the raids, in like the uh, Dynamax battles, because then you'll see their form there. I don't think you can find them in the wild. I'd have to confirm that, or you (laughs) just have to hit up uh, Cerebi, the guy's uh, Joe Merrick, his name is, he's compiling all the information. Um, But yeah, you can only, I'm pretty sure you can only find them in the raid battles. Um, So because all Pokemon can Dynamax, but only certain Pokemon um and certain individuals of the species that can gigantamax can gigantamax so as tyler okay. mentioned his his dreadnought cannot but then there are dreadnoughts that can gigantamax hmm. so if i caught a that raid level uh dreadnought is a dreadnought or dreadmaw i was gonna dreadnought. Up. Dreadnought? dreadnought. if i caught yeah. that version and i just used it to replace the one i have in the party that i just caught regular in the wild that one would like my new one would be able to gigantamax instead Yes, correct. I think there is also an icon that distinguishes them. I'm pretty sure the Pikachu that you got, Tyler, uh, it can uh, Gigantamax. Hell yeah, it can. Yeah. It and I think my uh, my my uh, my Patronus, since I'm not allowed to say spirit animal, uh, <laughs> which is a super fat, chubby Pikachu. Yeah. That, uh, and I'm pretty sure there's like yeah, an X symbol or something. Forms, so. Um that when it when you get to a certain page or you can see it somewhere but yeah there is a i think there's an icon that differentiates a gigantamax uh, capable pokemon hmm. um so with me i have uh so let's talk about the trading the link trades so last week i raised some issues over uh the gts um but then you know at the very least they kept in the link trading but the link trading is not as good as it used to be in fact they made it worse so you cannot directly trade with a friend you have to, when you decide to set up a link trade, you get a code, a four-digit code, I think it's a combination of Pokemon, that your friend has to enter to be able to connect to you, but then that code is not unique to you. So at any point somewhere in the world, somebody else could also get that code, so you just have to hope that you're connecting to the right person. Yeah, with a four-digit code, I mean, that's... If you're trading for something really important, like, that feels like a very insecure way to do that. Including letters, I don't know how many like uh, different combinations that can be. Let's say hypothetically twenty six or thousand or something like that. There's still a lot more people than twenty six thousand. You know, I, I know that that's a bullshit number. Just humor me on this because uh, yeah, there's a good chance that somebody could easily you know, like. I'm sure they'll eventually die down as you know people stop playing. But still, the fact there's a chance and they're not using like a friends list system. That's kind of that's kind of weird. Yeah, like, you you cannot directly connect to friends. Even us connect trying to connect to your like raid battles, Tyler, uh, which you were trying to yes. do because you can connect online. That was a challenge in and of itself. Like, there's the window. Even though it gives you what is it three minutes uh, to like look for people, the window of opportunity for me to join is very very small. I don't know exactly what it is, but if I don't hit it right as you start, I'm not going to join. Right, and there's been so many times where you look at your little, you know, Twitter feed of notifications of uh, random people, and, like, I'll see, you know, it'll pop up and say, you know, Max Raid Battle, I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, jump in on that bad boy. A communication error has occurred, Uh, you know, they don't need such and such, which either means they got filled, he started it instantly, or just bullshittery happened, and it's, it's weird. Not to mm. mention, if I even want to look to see if I have friends on the Nintendo Switch, it will make me disconnect from Pokemon Online just so I can go online with my Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. The fuck is up with that? There are, 
issues. Um, as we talked about earlier, the, the size of the roots are disappointing to me. Uh, I feel like, again, like there's so many, um, like the depth of a lot of the cities is fantastic, but then the size of the roots is minimal. It's small. Like it, like you just get from one place to the other with no problem. Um, and then I saw a few posts. Um, uh, let me see if I can find it, but it was an interview with one of the developers. Uh, I hope I can find it. Uh, but basically they admitted, um, uh, they admitted that they just imported a lot of the mod- <laughs> They imported a lot of the models. Oh, really? Um. Yes, yep. I saw that too. Let's go. No, from previous games, not even from Let's Go. They imported a lot of the models when their main argument for cutting out half the Pokemon in the Pokedex was we wanted- We didn't have time and we wanted to work on animations. But then you look at Alcremi- and the number of different models that would have to exist for all the different combinations of Alcremi, because you have different colors and like I think it goes up to thirty or forty at least. Alcremi, can you remind me what Pokemon that is? It's the fairy type for the fairy gym leader, like her big thing that turns into a cake. So oh, oh, it yeah. comes from Milkry, uh, I think that's what it's called. Uh, where you attach Something a certain like thing. So how you evolve it is you attach a certain thing to it, and then you spin. And then you stop and you have to do different variations of spin because how long you run around affects how long you spin for. And then you'll get different... Like mixing batter. Yes, and you'll get different... Uh, basically, the, the logic being is you're, you've got milk and you've got cream and you're whipping the cre- milk to the to get cream, right? That's the baking logic. And that uh, is because also alive br- and can fight. Yeah, I mean, we can, <laughs> we've can. we got rubbish and Garbodor, so, you know, it's just... <laughs> we have literal garbage in the game that can move. Yeah. Um, so, and then it like, it just, it's been a pattern of lazy programming practices. When you look at Sun and Moon, um, there were eight or nine different copies of Lily, um, in all the cutscenes, and Lily is one of the supporting characters. There are eight or nine different copies of Lily on all the different cutscenes on all the different islands because they didn't want to reuse the same model. They, they didn't, they couldn't because of how bad the code was, so they just took the same character model and put it in all the different places. Apparently that was done to help with uh, optimization of the game because it was a cartridge and it was easier to do this rather than create a reference. This is like some of the programming language that I understand, but again, it's just, it's been, it's a pattern of bad practices. Um, then there was a audio engineer, a professional audio engineer that broke down uh, the first 15 to 20 minutes of the game. Um, and he pointed out a lot of disappointing things. And the too long didn't read is basically Game Freak has been so used to developing for handhelds that this is the first time they've had so much power available to them that they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to develop audio and other a few other things for a console. Like Is that true though? Because they had one chance to do that. A little game called My You know, Little Town Hero. Which also did the same exact problem. It was still, you know, terrible and, you know, in the same ways that we're describing, except it's on a smaller scale and it's 20 bucks. So can you give them too much shit? Yes, I can, but. Right. It just sounds like these are like the quality. It's like they were using 16 bit audio instead of using 32 bit audio because they didn't know any better, but also they didn't know that the speakers would be able to handle 32 bit audio. I mean, and that's a very simplified version of what happened or what they did or what he found to be the issue. But, uh, there's just a, there's just a whole, <laughs> there's a whole list of issues with the game. Overall, it has been fun. The the final champion battle, what to me was challenging because unlike Uglen, I didn't spend a lot of time roaming around the wild area. I just and and I wasn't like either like I wasn't diehard leveling my 
team either. Like I was just playing the game and I was going long, not really exploring too much. Um, and then I got to the end and it was like, this is kind of challenging. This was fun. It was actually fun. Like he puts up quite a fight. He's undefeated for a reason, but it wasn't like... I can Gigantamax all my Pokemon. I have no idea if that's true. <laughs> Don't correct me if that's true, because that'd be bullshit, but who knows? Um, maybe it's true. He just has all legendary Pokemon. Like, at, like after everything's said and done, he somehow caught, like, those fucking legendary... Like, what are the legendaries in this game? What are the legendaries in this game? Um, I'm, well, there's two. There's the Shield Dog and the Sword Dog. Uh -huh. And that's all Zacian I'm going to tell you. and Zelda the guy on the box. That's Zaxian, and then there's Zamazenta. Zacian, Zaxian, Zaxian. Zamazenta is the other one. Zaxian? Uh, oh, sort of woo. <laughs> and a shield of woo. Shield of woo, yeah. And then there's other things, but as but Nick said... But you can get me uh, if you get the Pokeball thing, like... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's how you I'm get I'm kind of upset, Nick, because I saw a Pokemon I didn't want to before I got uh, far enough in the game. Because yeah. I did max raid battles. You know, at level 5, it means almost everybody's going to join. Which means some people are going to use certain Pokemon that, you know, I'm like, what the fuck is that? the fuck is that? And you know, look, and I'm like, that better not be what I think it is. And, yeah, it turned out to be a uh, an important Pokemon in it upset me that I saw it because I don't think I was supposed to know that yet. Um, yeah, I've never been like that. I don't care. Like, I'll literally look up all the new Pokemon and plan my team. But I understand the disappointment there. And the last thing I wanted to mention before we cover our teams was people are already modding the game. Mm -hmm. What? People have, you can do that? Yeah, because uh, th this one's a lot easier to do than the DS cartridges. So one person spent an hour and has already updated the uh, texture of the trees. Took him a fucking hour. To update the texture of the trees. One person added an Omastar into the game. And all he had to do, he just plugged it over, I think, uh, a different Pokemon's uh, spine uh, animation set. Uh, which basically is like the skeleton that does the animations. Plugged it over that, and he was animated just fine. And he also had access to his Gen 7 uh, data set because all of that information is still there in the uh, database. So essentially, you could bring in any Pokemon and you'd get access to all of their moves. So somebody did it with, I can't remember what Pokemon, but they bought in a Pokemon and took it to the Move uh, Tutor or Relearner. And he was able to teach it everything from its uh, full Gen 7 data set. Learn set. <sighs> That's fucked, man. So, Glenn. Mod me Scizor. <laughs> Glenn, you were talking about how you spend a lot of your time, like, filling your Pokedex. I've literally lost all my motivation because I don't have to do that. I don't have to start from scratch. I don't have to, like, go from Charmander all the way to the end because I have all of them except for the 80 new Pokemon that they've uh, included with this game. And if this is going to be the case moving forward where more than half of the Pokedex is removed, like I said last week, I don't know if I'll be playing these games long term. Because my fun mm -hmm. for the game has now been taken away for absolutely no reason except for pure greed and laziness, in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't seen and a lot for of Pokemon, me, but... I think it might be the opposite for me too, Nick. Uh, the only time I've ever completed a Pokemon uh, or a Pokedex was, I believe, in Pokemon Red and Blue. Like, that's how far back I went. Uh, with the exception of Mew, because back then I didn't have access to that without... You know, and abusing a certain game glitch or otherwise game sharking it in. Right. But, uh, yeah, fun fact, uh, some people don't know this. You can get Mew in the game using a game glitch without actually using the game shark. And once I learned how to do that, that was amazing. Oh, I thought you were talking about this game. I was like, I want Mew. Oh, no, not this. Mew is my favorite <laughs> yeah. Pokemon. I love Mew. <laughs> you and me both, brother. But 
I guess my I point wanna... is, yeah. I always wanted to be the guy that, you know, collected a shiny Pokemon, because I've only ever gotten two shiny Pokemon in my life. One was that fucking red Gyarados that everybody gets in uh, gold and silver, and then just out of the blue one day, I managed to get a shiny Scyther, which, uh, you know, years later, you can imagine how excited I would have been, except for the fact it was just a playthrough where I didn't have any friends, so I could never trade it. So I, n I never got to see Shiny Scissor back then. But it feels like uh, lately these days with these uh, with Sun and Moon, with uh, Let's Go, and then with this, uh, Shiny Pokemon appearing has now a better method of getting it than just dumb luck. So I figured this time around, you know, I'll start looking around because I'm going to eventually want to build the team, but I'm also, you know, want to try to go Shiny hunting and all that stuff. And... Uh, I started looking up to figure out, you know, different ways how you get shiny Pokemon, and there's a couple of things I've learned. Uh, the first thing is, there is two rarity levels of shiny in this game, which, uh, you got your regular shiny where it's, you know, a uh, new color schematic typically for a Pokemon. Sometimes it's not very noticeable, like, for example, uh, Alolan Vulpix is a joke for with their shiny, uh, form because it's, like, just a slightly different shade of blue. It was very upsetting. But there is a... Let's, so, I think there's like a 1 in 2,000, 1 in 4,000 chance to get finding a shiny Pokemon just at the very base level. And then on top of that, there is a, I think it was a 1 in 15 chance. If that Pokemon is shiny, it will have what is called uh, square or diamond shiny, where it will give off an extra special glow. Hmm. So that means like a 1 in 50,000 chance. Like, it's, it's incredibly up there. And somebody, like, on Twitter posted a video about, like, the very first Pokemon they encountered, the one of those fucking sheep Pokemon. What's it called? Woodle or something? Woolio? Woolu. A Woolu. He fucking walks into the grass in the very first area, finds a Woolu that is not only shiny, it's sparkly shiny. A 1 in 50,000 chance Pokemon, and it's his very first one. Like, what the fuck? But, it, anyways... There's different ways to increase your chance of finding shiny Pokemon, and uh, the it's kind of similar to uh, Let's Go, and it's kind of upsetting, actually. It's called uh, Chaining. Mm -hmm. Kill uh, the same thing over and Nick. over. Uh, the, the nice thing is, uh, in Pokemon Let's Go, I'm pretty sure you had to catch the Pokemon, because uh, in, in Let's Go, you couldn't really battle wild Pokemon unless they're legendary, but in here, you just simply got to beat the shit out of them. And so, if you beat the shit out of the same Pokemon over and over without fighting any other Pokemon, like, with, you know, you can run away from a Pokemon, but if you fight the same exact one, A, if you increase the number of I think it's just if you knock it Pokemon, out. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'd like to think that's synonymous to beating the shit out of, but sure, yes. <laughs> uh, if you spirit guardians every, uh, of the same type you see, and you just curb stomp them, uh, A, if you, no matter even if it's in a chain or not, it'll increase the chance if you have a greater total with that number of Pokemon. So, you know, if over the, the times you've beaten the crap out of Pikachu 250 times or when I'll increase your chances, but you can chain up to, I think it's 32 times or some shit like that. And then that goes from like 4,000 to like 400 or something like that. One in 400. So, you know, it increases your chances quite a bit. And so I've been looking into doing that. There's also the Masuda method with breeding and lastly, there is the shiny charm or whatnot that you get after you complete the Pokédex, which led to me saying this is probably my first time I feel motivated to complete the Pokédex so I could increase my shiny hunting chance. Mm. 
And it's not like it's hard now because you can run into a lot of like the final evolutions that you would need to trade in the, like, in the wild area. Um, I will say, I know I said like the last thing I will say, but exploring the wild area is was actually pretty fun. And it was it was a nice experience. And one of my favorite things, despite everything we've said, if you're playing the games or if you've been thinking about it, it's a fun game to play. As a mm-hmm. Pokemon game, it's a fun game to play, but if you're a fan of the franchise and you're looking at the franchise long term, there are some disappointing things. But my greatest joy has been going through like my Twitter and Twitch and watching clips of people just freaking out and seeing like, you know, people who've never touched the game in so long and seeing like all these cute Pokemon that they wanted or just like w- walking around and then, you know, they just started the game and have a fucking beware, just chase the fuck out of them and then just running street, away for their fucking getting life. Getting to play fetch with uh, the Corgi Pokemon and people. Like yeah, Pokemon camp. So it's like the happiness is generated has made me happy in that sense, and I had a fun playthrough. And I'm I'm just wrapping up some of the post game content. I'll eventually get to it. I think I'd like to think. Um, But again, depending on confirm. Yes, is is there a battle tower equivalent in this game? There is. I don't know the full details of it, but there is. Okay, it's just I saw the uh, there was a BP shop where mm-hmm. they'll sell you special items for battle points. I was like, okay, the, I know what that means then. All I will say about it, all that I've heard about it is that it works on like a rank system now. So, and I don't know the details on that, and maybe I'll get around to it. But they've they're, they're experimenting with it. But yeah, um, if if you just want to play a Pokemon game to have fun, go ahead and get it. I just don't know unless I'll have to see what the next because I don't know what they could give us. I don't know they'll give us arrow, axe, gun. I I don't know what they could give us. Uh, depending on gun, what what's in the game and how they've addressed some of the things uh, will affect how I see the games going down the line. Um, do we want to list out our teams again? Yeah, I I think it's important, but yes. I mean, okay, Tyler, if, uh, if why don't you take it away? Uh, who have you decided to go this late into the game with? Uh, so. I'm not sure if the, this will come as a surprise to you, but I actually uh, stuck with the same exact team <laughs> as when I first started, before I got my first badge, mind you. This this is uh, how far back I've gone. And uh, there, I'm doing some quick clearing space because I realized I had like a gigabyte of space left and I didn't want to ruin my recording. Anyways, uh, so I got Rillaboom, which is my uh, grass starter. Uh... I have uh, Dreadnaw. I have Pikachu, Lightball Pikachu. Nice. Because uh, what I discovered between uh, then and now is if you, Glenn, if you remember what I'm talking about last episode, Nick and I said if we had a Pokemon Let's Go save file on our game, it'll hand us an Eevee or a Pikachu for free, giving on you know what save file we had. Yeah. So I had the Let's Go Pikachu, and in return, they gave me a Pikachu that could not evolve so you know i I was excited to get my uh nine tails and my raichu but i couldn't evolve pikachu so i was a little bit better at that because you know pikachu is great and all but i love raichu like with i love raichu you know there's no way around that and so i got the uh, the thunderstone realized i couldn't evolve it and i was like okay time to go hunting for a motherfucking pikachu so i spent about an hour finding a pikachu and i finally found one like it shouldn't have been that hard just bad luck or looking or lollygagging or whatnot it got a pretty low catch or encounter chance though i i finally caught it and when i looked at it it was carrying an item called the light ball and i it's a generation two onwards item so i'm not sure how well you know about it 
but it's a very special item with a 5% chance of appearing on a Pikachu. Like, it's pretty special. Uh, when a Pikachu holds it, its special attack and attack is doubled. Which means uh, if you want to keep Pikachu instead of Raichu, uh, the stats on the Pikachu actually be higher than Raichu in attack and special attack, but its defense, special defense, is lower. So, like, uh, it's a great sweeper, but it's, it's as sweeper as it gets. Like, it's a one, it either one shots or gets one shot kind of situation. So it's like, if I can have a Pikachu that can Gigantamax and have the Light Ball, do I really want to ride you? And so I said, fuck it, I'm going to go Light Ball Pikachu for my run. And it was fun. I had a good time with it, and it served me well all the way to the end so far. So anyways, just uh, stay the whole team. Dredna, Pikachu, Rillaboom, Ninetales, Obstagoon, and Corviknight. Uh, Corviknight's my MVP. Nice. Um, what about you, Glenn? Who have you decided to go with? Um, I also have Corviknight because I ran into him in the wild area early on, and he, like, while gotcha. I was trying to run away and it wouldn't let me, he, like, one-shot half my team. So I was like, oh my god, this is a cool Pokemon. And then I find out it's like a a dark steel fly type it's like crazy cool and so i love the design i love corviknight um gardevoir it's like the new skarmory yeah but better uh gardevoir the lady okay Raltz. um she's really good i really like uh psychic fairy type is kind of my mm -hmm. favorite right now um which oh yeah it's works nice with, with my apparently in shield you have a one percent chance of running into an eevee and i did and then she evolved without me having a giving her a stone. The fuck? <laughs> yep. I was. I don't know why, but she turned into a fairy type Sylveon, and I like Sylveon a lot. It's cute as hell. Wait. So do you guys know why that happened? So, um. Oh yeah. Evie has so Flareon, Vaporeon, Jolteon, uh, Leafeon, and Glaceon all evolve via stones. Uh, Which um, is freaking now because and you Umbreon. have to level right, it up no, near a the glacier yeah, or uh, moss stone. Yeah, so Leafeon and Glaceon, you had to be in a specific area. For Glaceon, you had to be an near an icy stone. And for Leafeon, you had to be near a mossy stone. And then level them up there. And then, then they'd evolve into Leafeon or Glaceon. But then they changed it in this game to using stones, which is fine. Um, and then Umbreon and Espeon... Uh, Umbreon evolves day. max happiness in day, Espeon max happiness at night, uh, and then uh, Sylveon is uh, Sylveon, Sylveon um, is Sylveon. max friendship? Uh, no, max, max friendship affection. and it has affection and it has to know a fairy type move. Yes. So she so you loved me. Basically, That's why yes. she loved turned you into a Sylveon. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. You probably had like baby doll eyes or something like that taught on Eevee yep. or it knew it at the time so yeah. it you met the right cure criteria and so you got the hardest to obtain uh version of Eevee which really? is Sylveon and and my favorite yeah it was the hardest Aww. to obtain when they first came out in X and Y because you had to do a lot of work but I guess they oh yeah made it easier I over do play time. fetch with her a lot so See, that makes sense. That that would have built up the yeah. I mean, it's so much fun to just you just sit there for like an hour and to easily just well, play with them. This is something maybe you guys can explain to me too. Like, yeah, every once in a while, it's like either my Pokemon are giving me shade or yeah. they're just being needy. And so, like, they're like, you know, it's like they're worried about their ability to battle. And I'm like, does that mean I'm supposed to do something different? Like, 
It's especially mostly if I, flavor text. What? No, it's mostly flavor. Yeah. Okay, good. Because that uh, was like, like especially uh, if I, you know, have the max friendship with my Pokemon. I don't know what else I can do. I make these guys curry all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Glenn, what they do is, uh, I'm sure you noticed throughout the game, it'll ask you a bunch of random questions every now and then. It doesn't really seem like the, and they'll take that as a survey to determine like uh, traits about you. Uh, in this case, it looked like you got the insecurity trait, and so it got passed on to your Pokemon, so when you interact, you know how, uh, Pokemon tend to act like they're masters? Mm-hmm. Uh, they incorporated that into the camp, and that's what happened. My also, Pokemon are needy because I was? <laughs> oh, no. God. He's being a piece of shit. None of that is true. I'm being a piece of shit. Basically, once cool. you get... Once you get your affection that, up to a certain point, cool. it's like they're friends, and so they're just telling you how they feel. They're just a little bit more open. Oh. Um, like it's like they're they're waiting for you to give them an order in combat. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I haven't had a so chance the, to click the button yet. So one cool thing about that is when you get your, like with camp, you get their affection up to max. Uh, there'll be things like uh, even if they don't have a focus sash, which is an item where uh, they'd hold on if it was a move that would have killed them immediately, one hit them, or if they have the ability sturdy which is also the same as a focus stash, except it's a Pokemon ability. Um, sometimes if your affection's high enough, if it's a move that's about to one-hit them, uh, they'll just hold on because they're like, I'm trying hard for my trainer. I can't remember what the flavor oh. text is, but they'll hold yeah, on. Sometimes they'll shake off status conditions. Um, very rarely. These are not things that happen often, but yeah, that's... I'm uh, a great Pokemon are a cool thing. trainer. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, I like, I like Tyler, that. Tyler, you muted. Especially having grown up with, you know, yellow, yeah. where it was just like, right. hey... This is a Pokemon. You're gonna kill things with it until it's strong enough to kill the other things. So what's the? Uh, was, so we have a Corviknight, Gardevoir, so, uh, Sylveon. Uh, then Hatterin. I don't okay. know. Is that how you say that? Hatterin, yeah. uh, Haunter, Durr. because what? <laughs> Haunter and then Golurk. Uh, because what I'm nice. doing with the back half of my my uh, set is trying to keep a little bit of balance, but also whenever I find a Pokemon that I want to, you know, evolve because of shared XP, I usually just throw them in those last three spots. So, like, Haunter, I did find out from you guys earlier, I'm going to have to trade to get my Gengar, or I can find one in the wild area, but I even opted for getting a Ghastly and then training it, and then leveling it up. So, like, yeah. I'm kind of wary. Like, I caught a Haunter before I had that Ghastly evolved, but I like the idea of investing in specific Pokemon. 100%, why I understand that bothered me a little bit uh despite the fact that i played the hell out of it uh so like i understand yeah, I'm, that more I'm than anybody my, well i mean we'll I'm figure getting out my we'll jolly it's like doing this it's so much fun even with like the broken system we'll help you out I if i say, trade it to you can i trade it back or like because oh yeah is that a oh, thing yeah, for sure okay yeah, cool yeah. we're not because in go that's a thing in go you can't you trade it once and that's it it's gone yeah it can only yeah. be traded once so i didn't know if that was a thing in this increments is please nope, but i also have a really strong gyarados and my cinder rabbit Whatever it is, they're both really strong. But like I said, I'm I'm building Cinder and filling up the Pokedex. Cinderace, Cinderace, that's it. It's I mean, the fire you can call it whatever you want, I guess. Yeah. Score bunny, oh, yeah. Raboot, and then Cinderace. Cinderace, I like Cinderace. Cinderace is really cool. I'll probably bring him back in. I think all of my Pokemon are like 46 or higher for the most part. So like, I think I'm probably Wait, ready for endgame shit. 46. Oh, yeah, you should be fine. Most of them are like low 50s, low to mid 50s though. So. I, I, I got a... My problem is, though, since I did nothing but Dynamax battling because I love the shit out of it and I've been using all the candy, my Pokemon are sitting in mid-70s right now. Like, yeah, yeah. That's... I, I, Even my I'm Pokemon not that are, yep. I love Dynamaxing. <laughs> what can I say? 
And it's like, do I not use all this free candy that I got to level up my Pokemon? Or do I just say, fuck it? And yeah, so my Pokemon are like 20 levels above what, you know, my opponents are. Mm-hmm. Which means I can brute force with, even with, you know, not very effective sweepers. It's been fucked. Yeah. Um, so my team is the same as last week. I said last week that uh, I pretty much assembled my final team. So I've got a Rillaboom, a Scorch, a Dredna, a Surfetch D. And now with the Surfetch D, the first one that I caught, it did not come with the leak. And the leak is an item specifically for the Farfetch D uh, line that greatly, greatly, massively improves the critical hit ratio. Mm. Like to the point where every. Almost every other move is a critical hit. So, Surf HD has been a very strong, like, player on my <laughs> team. So... Say Surf HD. I, I know. You're with I know. the Surf HD. I know, but I'm still saying it because this is how I've said it since I was a kid, and it's how I'm going to say it Can you say it, say it with the apostrophe then? Surf HD apostrophe D? <laughs> no, it's okay. that's too much. It's a mouthful. Technically, in D&D, it's not Bahamut. It's Behamut. So, we've all been saying it wrong. But I will never say it right because I like the way I say it. And I also like I like the way it's it's far fetched so D and Surfetch D. So yeah. So Rillaboom, Centiscorch, Dreadna, Surfetch D, um Toxtricity, where you get a voxel Sir from Fetch D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, fetch D's nuts. Please. <laughs> no, Toxtricity, yeah, you get the baby Pokemon. He's so you get cute. Voxel. Voxel is pretty yeah. useless until it evolves, and so it's a little bit of a struggle. Um, he was in my party for until very recently. Toxel, now maybe, he's yeah. got a he's got a lot of fucking swag. Yeah. Like, yeah. So with tox uh, toxicity, uh, depending on its nature, it evolves. It has two forms that don't really affect stats, but it just has mm-hmm. two forms. And um, uh, you got toxicity too. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's What's a hard hitter. Uh, no, so it has two forms. They're, it's the same Pokemon. It's just the nature determines how it looks. That's it. So one's an amp form and one's a low key form. So Wait, with so the you, amp form, it, it could like change its personality and then it would look different. No, so th- every Pokemon is given a personality trait, right? A, a nature. Right. A nature. So based on its nature, the how it looks, how Toxtricity looks changes. So there's an amp form and a low key form. The amp form has like a yellow mohawk. And the low-key form has, like, two, like, a faux hawk or, like, a mullet, but it's blue. But otherwise, the uh, and, base form looks the same. Okay. And uh, fixed confusion, I think, what's going on here, Glenn. You can't change their nature, so whatever form you have, it's permanent like that. That yeah, one. So, so I'm, yeah. That's the amp form, isn't it? Yes, that's yeah. the amp form. And then there's a low-key form, which looks like that, except the hair, uh, or whatever it looks like the hair, is blue. Okay. But there's no stat differences. It's just mine uh, is, mine is superficial. Jolly. Um, yeah, and then a Grimmsnarl, and I really like Grimmsnarl, and I didn't want to say too much about Grimmsnarl, so it goes Impidimp, uh, Morgrim, and then Grimmsnarl. Oh, I've got one of those too. And and I'll tell you why, Tyler, specifically, you'll understand this. I really like Grimmsnarl because it reminds me of Bayonetta. Maybe you won't understand this. Do you know why Grimmsnarl looks like that? No, I don't. Because as it evolves, its hair grows longer, and then Grimmsnarl has its hair cover its body. That's why it looks so buff. Muscles, really? It's, it's yes. hair, not muscle. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I, I understand the Bayonetta reference now. It's just like I was thinking of... Because I, you know, even watching Grimmsnarl uh, when it Gigantamaxes in a fight. Yeah, I can see that. That That's pretty cool. Yeah, so once it does... He, once he, it wraps he looks his, like a fucking superhero <laughs> at that point. Once it wraps its hair around its body, it, it has strength enough to, like, rival Machamp. 
so it's kind of like an exosuit that it uh, like this is lore wise that it's kind of like an exosuit it just puts on like wraps it around wraps around itself and one of its moves is uh false uh false defeat i think it's called where it never misses it's a base 80 dark move it's a physical move um and the the flavor text is uh, pretends to give up and then does damage with its hair sounds like my attack actually jojo's bizarre adventure now I'm suddenly thinking of like a one scene from the original Dragon Ball at the end where it's uh, the evil King Piccolo versus Goku. Piccolo is dead on the ground and he just suddenly lurches upright and shoots a beam from his mouth to shoot through Goku's chest. And it's like, <laughs> they, that just what it reminds me of. Anyways, uh, so we have an issue here. Once again, we successfully managed to talk almost the entire episode about one game, which is okay. It's Pokemon. Totally, so totally fine do we it. want to keep all of this or do we want to cut any of these sections here um i think um we'll we'll carry forward this tyler and we'll just do this we'll do the topic of the show because i think this is more pressing pretty simple it, it's, it's pretty say, simple it's, too it's it's time sensitive yes yeah okay so just to make sure we're cutting the mod and we're doing the tots or are we cutting yes. the tots and doing no. the mod Cutting the mod, doing the tots. Okay. We'll just carry forward the mod, okay. the same as last week. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. It's okay. It's it's good. I think this is it's worth uh, worth it. I'm I'm okay talking more about Pokemon and skipping a few things. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Do you want to tell us about good this? Job. Because this this is your <laughs> topic of the show. I can tell you about the Masuda method, but uh, please God, no. Glenn's giving me the look. Uh. So, this is technically a uh, US-centric topic of the show, so anybody who's overseas or whatnot, you know, our Canada... Like, despite us being a Canadian stream for legal purposes, this is still an American-based topic of the show that hopefully you can get your own equivalent of, but I figured we should talk about it. Listen to our uh, consumer, Black Friday. Um... <laughs> yeah, Black Friday is uh, gonna be this week, guys. Uh you know, you got Thanksgiving the next day. Like, er it's weird how much uh, they people stuff themselves full of turkey only to lurch themselves up at 4 o'clock in the morning so they can arm themselves for a civil battle, essentially. Essentially. Uh, they, you know, get hot deals. They buy that Iron Maker that they never wanted, but it's only $20. So it's like, I got to fight go. you to the death now, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll yeah. die. And it's like, first off, why? But second off... That's not limited to that wa I know, that waffle maker. It's video games too. So uh, my and question for us stuff, guys: yeah. Is it ever worth the hassle to go for something video game related? Well, I mean, the nice thing about uh, Steam is that Steam will also like Steam's got a few discounts going on right now. So if you're a PC player and if you uh, like, if you can stand not having all your games physical definitely scope out some of the deals that steam and any of the other uh game launchers might uh, throw at you um yeah like i it, it really depends supplies, on what you want like i was gonna say like omen and uh, a lot of like the streaming services and for technology the gamers use do like black friday sales which means you don't right. have to wait in a line that, you just order a thing on the internet up, yo. Isn't it supposed to be Cyber Money? Mark Money. Cyber, Cyber Monday? Monday? Yeah. Well, yeah, How can but they, they just not follow it. the they legality just... of the corporate regime? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I mean, I mean do they do... yeah, there's sales on the internet. Why would I go yeah, stand but the, in the cold? But the issue with that is, though, actually going to a store on Black Friday, what they tend to do is because they, like, they're, they're buying all these products wholesale, 
right? So their margin of profit is, you know, the uh, retail price is substantially higher. So they're able to drop it to like um, more than 50%, but you're not going to get a lot of those deals online, right? True. Online at most, you're probably going to see 50%, but if you go to a store, you might see something 75% off, which is mm-hmm. what they're hoping to, how they're hoping to poach people. So if, if you really want to buy a new console, uh, put on your war face. It's go time, folks. Is, uh, what store is doing? We're that all game? soldiers Sale. now. Um, well, the is last this the time store that I shall not be a... named? Wait, what store shall we not name? I feel like I there's a lot of them. The console sale. I don't know specifically. I'm, I was just saying that in, like, you're probably going to find a really good deal if you were to go into a store on Black Friday. Uh, so I wouldn't be able to name you any stores because for me here, I've done Black Friday in a mall here in Vancouver. And for me, yeah. that mall was just as busy as a weekday night back home in dubai and we have like huge malls and like huge amounts of people and for me it was like it was a breeze but then i've seen videos of black friday in the states people get trampled and i want to i want to not do like just don't do that it's it's like the hunger games essentially it's just like a test like they're beta testing for purge essentially I don't yeah. want to fight somebody over a 32-inch HDTV. Like, that's not... But it's a $15! Yeah, I'm a human being. Here, you can take it. You grabbed it first. It's no big deal. That's like... No, it, no, and then they're like, sort of no, thing. fuck you. You didn't fight for it. I don't feel like I earned this. Yeah. <laughs> you need to fight for can't. it so that I can pay less for it he and I can it take it away. throws it to the ground. You do battle to this. me right now. It just bothers me. He pulls me out, like, like, brass knuckles. Yeah. I spent $8 on another <laughs> Black Friday sale for these. I need to put them to use. Vindicate me. So people have died yeah. for these things. Literally gotten trampled to death over what? A cheap smart bulb, you know, a cool Bluetooth headset. Wow, good for you. If somebody died for that Bluetooth headset. Feel better? Human life is less than consumerism. Yeah, no. I'm I'm not a big fan of Black Friday. If I can get something online for cheaper because it's Black Friday, I'm all about it. But I'm never going to go. I mean, there are certain things I'll wait in line for, like video game midnight releases. Yeah, I'll go hang out and wait for that so I can play it early. But I'm not going to, like, stand in line in the cold and trample over people to get, you know, cheap stuff. We already have too much stuff, you know? In my opinion. That's just me. That's that's absolutely fair. Uh, the last time I went on a Black Friday sale, it was at a Walmart because... Shocker, I worked for Walmart. Like, I uh, I was a Walmart truck driver. So I delivered to Walmarts, then this one Walmart, it happened to be, like, 1 o'clock or whatever in the morning on Black Friday. Uh, so, you know, it kind of worked out in my favor. And lo and behold, there was a bunch of deals going on in the video game section. But to date it, the, there was three games I managed to get on, like, incredibly cheap. Uh, Destiny with the Taken King expansion, Splatoon for the Wii U, and Outlast, I believe it was, or some other, you know, fucking game. But, yes, uh, it's been a minute since I've done actual Black Friday shopping. On the plus side, doing that one day allowed me to A, realize I didn't want to ever play Destiny, the first one at the very least, but B, I had a copy of Splatoon sitting in my thing sealed for like a year and a half. No, years, years, until one day I finally played it. I, man, I wish I could remember who it was. I want to say it was Nick in the chat. I played it with. I think it was. Yeah, 
I played it with Nick. Uh, we wanted to play something, so we popped out our Wii U's, dusty as hell, and popped in Splatoon 1 when Splatoon 2 is out. And we fired it up and realized, this is actually fun. What the fuck? <laughs> and so we bought Splatoon 2, and then we jumped in on it. And it was so great. And uh, it was cheap. But, yeah, it it was cheap. It was like twenty bucks when you know when you think of a first party Nintendo game, even with a new console on the way, it's like, yeah, the, it was cheap. Anyways, was there any games uh, or stuff in the link that like caught your eye that looked like, hey, this could be interesting kind of situation? Um, nothing specific. Um, but I see some like GameStop's offering some really good deals on like consoles and stuff. So you guys have been thinking about upgrading. Um. I see here Gears 5 for the Xbox One's on at 30 bucks, which is nice because Steam's offering also 50% off on Gears 5. And I'm about to pick it up because I haven't picked it up yet and I love the Gears of War series and I said I would, but I never got around to it. And I feel bad, so I'm finally about to do that. Oh, quick uh, warning for anybody that is interested in the VR. They consider that a system. PlayStation VR is a system. So, if you get it, you can't return it unless it's actually defective. So, I tried to return it. Shake it really hard. And they were like, they were like, nope, this is a system. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? I can play this without connecting it to anything? It's an independent system? That's how you're telling me this is? Or do I need my PlayStation 4 Pro that cost me another $400 sitting at my house? And they're like, yeah, but... And I'm like, then how is it a fucking system, man? Anyway, just be aware before you buy that that they will consider it a system. If you don't love it... You can't bring it back as soon as you open it unless it's defective. So Not to argue semantics, but since Nick loves to, I will too. You don't need a PlayStation 4 to use the PSVR if you don't want to. Well, no, yeah, you can use it as a viewing mechanism for anything with an HDMI port, but... I I successfully was able to use it, uh, like, properly on the uh, computer before, which I... Nick, didn't we do, like, an episode where I just watched the entire thing in PlayStation VR? Uh, yeah, yes. Fucking, I'm pretty sure we did. The VR episode. That was bullshit. But yeah, what you said also, Glenn, was bullshit. Should not, it's not a console. Fuck them. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, they they got a five-game bundle for PSVR right now on GameStop that's yeah. going to be going on sale for our 200 bucks. So, you know, 200 bucks for a VR headset seems like a hot deal anyways, because I believe that also comes with a camera. Plus five fucking games. I'm pretty sure I paid either three or four hundred dollars for the VR headset without the camera. So the idea that it, you know it's coming with all that stuff uh, seems like a pretty hot deal. Uh, Nick in the chat's asking if there's uh, controllers. Uh, it doesn't show anything in the pictures, so I'm going to guess no. For the VR? It, yes. Uh, uh, it, I'm pretty it sure, actually uh, does. It has the move sticks right there. In the uh, 199 bundle? Uh, my, this one says 250. You're looking at the one to the right of it. Okay. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's not actually coming. The PSVR 5 game bundle doesn't actually come with the headset. It just comes Wait, with what? games. It looks like it just comes with fi- games. It's a five-game bundle f- for $200, but for $250, five you get... Five games and the camera. And the camera, yeah. Wait, did I just get misled? I mean, it doesn't have it in the picture. <sighs> oh, no, Tyler. That's <laughs> true. I, no, I mean, I'm good, but I'm worried other people are going to see that and assume, oh, that it says PlayStation VR, that must mean it okay. comes with it. But you spend another because 50 bucks and you get two games, a camera, and two move sticks, and the headset. So, I mean, you're giving up three games for 50 bucks, but you get the headset and the full VR thing, so. True. It is a little misleading, True. for sure. Uh, 
the five game PlayStation VR bundle would tell me this is not PlayStation VR. This is a five game bundle of PlayStation VR games. So I agree. Hey, uh, Zelda's only 40 bucks on Black Friday, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> time for me to get it now, finally, when it's on fucking sale. All right, cool. Get it, buddy. In, in a different and country, it's new. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, you can get so, Anthem for $5? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just... Do you get the $5, or do you got to pay the $5? I think, I think I they get, gave you the $5. <laughs> I okay. They better give you $5 so if you buy that fucking game. I was so excited about that game. fucking game. I wanted Glenn, if it helps, it Destiny probably doesn't help. Uh, if, it, it, if it helps, they're uh, planning a full overhaul for Anthem. Yeah, I've heard about that. I don't know if yeah. it's going to save it, though. We'll see. I can hope. I love the aesthetic. I enjoy the story. I love the idea. The gameplay is fucking game. good. It's just like just, just ugh, ugh. Yeah. I was so yeah. sad. Um, nothing else particularly stands out for me in it because I think we're in the phase of transitioning over to the new gen. So there's not going to be a lot of the newer games that are going to be on sale too much. Um, but this is a good time to get a few like bundles or discounts on like like yeah. a Switch Lite if you wanted, or to get a pick up a Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm not one to tell you how to spend your money, but unless you really wanted to play a specific game, I'd hold off on buying a new console if you didn't already have a console because we're a year out from, you know, uh, was it called Project Scarlet for the Xbox and the PS5? Um, the right. Nintendo doesn't have one though, do they? Uh, not that we know of. I doubt they're going to put out a Switch okay. next year. It'll probably so if you be want to get a Switch... After. That's okay. Yeah, no, you're good but for don't get a PlayStation yeah, or an Xbox. We're probably getting the new Legend of Zelda next year because okay. it's a game that's based on Breath of the Wild, like the assets <laughs> from Breath of the Wild. So I expect that they'll do it pretty quick. Um, so let's see what happens with that. Um, it looks like, yeah. I mean, high gaming accessories too, because Best Buy is doing a HyperX gaming sale up to 40% on like accessories. Gaming keyboards, accessories, yeah, like this that. is a good time. That's really this cool. Is actually, uh, that's a good point. Gaming accessories is independent of the consoles. So if you wanted to jump on some of those deals, go right ahead. Yeah. I mean, those are there's also for anybody who wanted to make the jump like I did, it's a little late in the game, but uh, if you want to get a PS4 Pro finally and not pay $400, even though it should have dropped Ooh. at this point, but you know, I'm Guys. not Sony. It's only, only 300 plus it's Glacier White, and you also get a $25 coupon. Guys. Uh, and something I want to yes, point God. out that seems kind... No, he's fine. Get let me go. I, I keep trying okay. to interrupt, and I just need to wait. I need to be patient. And, I'm sorry. Another thing that's throwing me off is they're also advertising the Nintendo Switch Lite turquoise for $200, which is the same price it was. Yep. Huh. Yep. Anyways, Glenn. Yeah. Um, first off, I what? was unaware that Joy-Cons were so ex uh, excessively expensive to buy. I know they can be small controllers for party games, but $80 for a pair of Joy-Cons is rough. So those are actually $20 off right now, which is cool because that's about the price of a normal controller. Um, but also, for us that are playing Pokemon, the Pokeball Plus is $30 off of the $50 price tag. So that's a free thing to walk Pokemon, gain friendship, and you get Mew. So that's kind of cool for 20 bucks. It's not a bad price, so, actually. But just so you know, it's been throwing me off that you've been saying that they've been 80 bucks, But on Amazon, they're like averaging 65 66 by Nintendo. Oh, really? I mean, I only had reference when I got mine because I had to trade my console in, so I had to go to the stop of games. Um, and and they were like at $80 the most, for the cheapest ones there. The most expensive one I see so far is the red ones from a Japan import for $78, also by Nintendo Prime. So Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess 
Maybe the prices dropped, but Walmart's fucking archaic about the keeping prices up. Like, you can get a copy of Sims 2 for PC there. You know, a game that's been out is probably older than all my pets' ages combined. And it's still like, <laughs> you know, 30, 40 bucks. Because, you know, why not? So, that that does make sense, and I apologize for that. Yeah. No, it's just, I, I only had frame of reference on the GameStop, uh, GameStop oh. prices, too. So... An Xbox One S for only 149. Jeez, that's cheap as hell for an Xbox One S. All all digital edition. Say what? NTY? No, thank you. Can you get an Xbox. You can get a. You can get an Xbox One X with Gears Five and a forty dollars gift card for three fifty. Oh my god, that's like, so cheap. That's like six hundred dollars worth of stuff. You could scroll like past uh, the GameStop and you start seeing like a little bit of like uh, the the old paint uh, where you know the scratches are because I'm seeing some weird shit like there's one for this place called BJ's where it's a uh, uh, regular PlayStation 4 with a Fortnite Neo Versa bundle for only $300 which is the same price as a PlayStation 4 at this rate which is you know it's like they're just trying to get business you can get Fortnite yeah. it's Fertner? like cool Bernard. Bernard. I, I right, love so, the PlayStation Plus for a year for 35 That's always an amazing deal, that sort of thing. Don't spend 15 bucks every three months. Anyway. So I think that's right, a Nick. good place to wrap things up. Um, Black okay, Friday is coming Nick. up. Be aware. Keep an eye out for certain deals, but try to be safe, please. Uh, video games aren't worth dying over. Um, and we're going to move on to game releases, and we really only have one this week. Um, slow week, and this is something called where the water tastes like wine coming out november 29th for the is this ps4 a religious game? for the ps4 xbox one pc it is an adventure game developed by dim bulb games and serenity forge um it came out huh it came out for the mac os linux and windows february 2018 and i'm guessing this is just the console so release PC. so mind yeah. uh, scratch the pc there um, it's a narrative adventure game about traveling, sharing stories, and surviving. In the Great Depression era. Huh. That's interesting. Um, yeah. That, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, players explore a Great Depression era United States, hearing and collecting oral stories and passing them along. Stories are used as a form of progression, with characters gradually opening up to the player in response to the provided stories, which in turn allows one to learn their true stories. Players may purchase goods to replenish his hunger or tiredness, with money being earned and then spent on the aforementioned goods, or in faster means of, like, this is getting real generic real quick. Uh, yeah, it's a single-player uh, adventure. And uh, that's really it for game releases this week. Um, so moving on to This Day in Gaming, November 25th, and it also seemed like it was pretty slow, so we've got a few... Um, uh, we've got a few oddities here, starting off with the first one. Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, came out for the Xbox, the original Xbox, in 2003. Uh, so that is now 16 years ago. And this was one of those games that I spent watching my uh, cousin play because I was too young to play them myself because it was all blood and gore, but it was okay for me to watch him play them. Um, and honestly, the story... Happy's... Like, what? I was just going to say happy birthday, but... Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> no, just uh, with Max Payne 1 and 2, like the story was what really drew me into the game and some of the mechanics. I tried playing Max, Way Max Payne maybe a couple of months ago, maybe late last year, and it doesn't age, it didn't age well. Like controls wise, it was just super janky and clunky. But, uh, right. Yeah. I had the same feeling with uh, ODST. 
I, I popped that in uh, earlier this year thinking I'll play some Halo, but no, uh, that hasn't aged. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it need, needs an update for sure. So yes, happy 16th birthday to Max Payne 2. Um, next on the list, we've got something that I wasn't expecting. Uh, yeah, this threw me off. Like, I, I thought this was trolling at first because I thought this anime that the game is based off is uh, fairly new. Apparently this not. Is suggesting, no, JoJo this is suggesting something ever. very different. Yeah, it is so, so extra. I can't watch it. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for the Dreamcast in 1999. Uh, this was his uh, Japanese release, and this is a uh, fighting game made by the same team that did Street Fighter 3 at the time. Nice. Nice. Um, and I'll so, looking through this uh, game and the history behind it, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure had an original anime run between 99 and 2003. Um, and then everything that we're seeing now are adaptations of the different uh, arcs and some of the light novels. And so it started... So, okay. everything we're seeing now started in about 2012, but the original anime had its run in the late 90s. So, we're watching the... Like, basically, in, hopefully, like, a, the Brotherhood version, hopefully... Something like that, but uh, I think it's just... Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, I think they just... Uh, how it should have been done. Uh, how it should have been done. Oh, my goodness. Um, hey, uh, don't you want an alternative era in World War II for a movie? That did not I, exist I, okay. in the manga? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Full <laughs> Metal Alchemist. Um, but yes, happy 20th birthday to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that came out for the Dreamcast in 99. Uh, Tyler, I, I'm assuming you added this on here? Yep. Uh, it, you know, it's not a gaming thing. Well, technically it is, I'd like to think. I think it's It's important. a legit birthday. So, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Horonobu Sakaguchi uh, is the creator of Final Fantasy. And uh, as of Monday, uh, 11.25, it's his birthday. And so, uh, Yay. happy... Uh, he's what? 57. Yeah, okay. I thought you said 87. I'm like, uh, yeah, 57, 57 years old. Uh, so what's, what's really awesome here is on our show notes, when we do This Day in Gaming, we do the name of the game, and then in brackets, we do the console and the year. And so when Tyler put this down, he put for the console his mom and then the year of birth. And I just wanted to appreciate that for a minute. That's, if you, <laughs> if you think she is his origin. <laughs> um that's fantastic right so uh i think that's gonna do it for the show um next week hopefully we won't have as much rant about pokemon i know i'm certainly done talking about pokemon unless somebody wanted to ask us about it or ask me about it um good game if you're just looking to have fun beyond that doubtful about its future but uh tyler where can people find you you can find me on twitter at two times tyler but more importantly glenn where can we find you Oh, you can find me on uh, on Twitch at Raiseth, R-A-E-Z-E-T-H, and also on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Two N's. Looks like Huston. Yep. Uh, you can uh, go ahead and add him and ask him what his prescription level is for his glasses. Where can we find you, Nick? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter and Instagram at LR11. On Twitter, I'm <laughs> LRTheEleventh. Um, and they can also find the show, Casual MasterQuest, on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Uh, you can also email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com and then if you just type in casual masterquest facebook instagram and everywhere you can find podcasts google play spotify itunes stitcher i don't know if we're on anchor i doubt we're on anchor luminary just just fucking whatever you use listen to spotify just fucking slap our name there and you'll pop up and then just hit that subscribe follow us because we just 
fun, stupid shit every now and then. Um, you can also find our Discord. Uh, if you go to our Twitter, at MasterQuestPod, you'll have a link to all of our stuff everywhere. Um, Hell yeah. And D&D. Also, we don't ever ask this, but if you feel like it's time for you to review us to see whether or not we got the stuff, feel free to. I mean, you don't have to, you know, keep enjoying your shit, but, you know, if you got iTunes that's just sitting right there, go ahead and give an honest review. Even if you tear us down, you know, uh, I prefer you not to, but I'd rather have honest than say, you know, if you give us Nothing. a five star, we'll, we'll read you on the, the, the podcast because, you know, you, you deserve the appreciation. No, you deserve the appreciation just for being a part of us and watching us improve and grow anyways. Yeah, but we do this for you guys. That's just an opinion. Yes, and then the last thing that we have is a D&D podcast called Casual Quest Masters um, that is DM'd by our yeah. own Glenn right here. Um, so that's, curr- that's currently in the Casual Master Quest feed. Um, so Casual Quest Masters, it's a live-action D&D podcast, and it is good. It is fun. It's always he's, a good time. You say he's the DM, but he's totally the AM. He is the ambush master. It's going to be a good time. Sure, I'm not the PM. Because <laughs> right, any last I'm awake at night. <laughs> any any okay, last okay. words? Like, <laughs> you gonna you going to pull the fucking trigger on me or what? Any last <laughs> words, fellow members? I'll be back. Um, just as a... Uh, just as, I'll be Mozart. Because of school stuff, I will not be here next week. So please enjoy uh, our two lovely... My two lovely friends here, Tyler and Glenn. Um, as they discover themselves and with you on air but thank you very much for listening to episode 76 of casual master quest have a good week happy black friday be safe happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving folks happy thanksgiving please enjoy yourself don't thank fight you with family. for loving me um thank you for having me but don't forget everyone's thinking to never stop the crime. the whole world's thinking have a good week turkey's dead girl killed turkey <laughs> The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.